You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. It reminded me of the serenity prayer that we pray at Celebrate Recovery, which says, uh, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So I think that's the key thing there is the wisdom to know what can I control, what is out of my control, and, um, you know, letting God figure out the, the rest. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor. We're continuing our series on Imago Day, and I'm joined by two friends and special guests. First, we have Paulina de la Fuente. Paulina, thanks for being here. I'm glad to be here. And we've got lead pastor Jose Avaroa in the house. Taylor, good Jose, good morning. Great to have both of y'all. Jose, we are continuing on our series. This is week two. And this week, focus on rule. Love for you to kick off just kind of your thoughts leading up to the message as you prepared and how this significantly ties into the broader series as a whole. Mm -hmm. These verses in Genesis 1 teach us how to represent God. So we looked at how we reflect his image last week. And then this week, we're looking at verse 28, how God has created us to rule and uh, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Obviously, my trip to Mexico the last week uh, was on my mind. This, this, These verses were on my mind, and so that's why I pulled from um, that experience and hoped it connected as an illustration of how we are called to rule and really trust God with the little things. Uh, I want to jump in by saying I love a quote you said about just how God created us to be control freaks. That's kind yeah. of one way you opened that up. So I'd yeah. love to get both of y'all's thoughts on that because, again, normally that's always associated in a negative context. But thinking about it, that we really are created to rule. And I know at least in my head when I think of rule, I think of like a pharaoh or like, I don't know, some old king. But like there is this context here of stewardship that we talked about, but just even controlling the things that we can control. So I'd love to kind of get y'all's take on that first as far as what are the things that we can control and then what are the things that are outside of it? Yeah, I the idea of God giving us control, making us have control of things is was such a new thing for me in my life and figuring out that God actually does want us to have healthy control of things. And honestly, the thing that um, really stands out to me about that was when we did the Church That Heals series yeah. with Henry Cloud and how God made us control freaks. And mm -hmm. the first and biggest way is to have self-control mm -hmm. and just realizing that that's a place that God does want me to have control and it's unhealthy when I don't have control really just shifted a lot of how I think about what I do and me personally, and then just work and life and all of that really impacts that knowing that God made us to have control and mm -hmm. to rule. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in context, he's telling us, hey, have dominion over all these things. So there is a part of us that sees that and wants to have control over a lot of things. Um, but again, God wants us to first have control in the little mm -hmm. things. He wants to control. He wants us to control self before we control mm -hmm. others. And it reminded me of the serenity prayer that we pray at Celebrate Recovery, which says, uh, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change mm -hmm and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So I think that's the key thing there is the wisdom to know what can I control, what is out of my control, and, um, you know, letting God figure out the, the rest. But there are some things that we um, are need to control, and um, I hope that, yeah, this message helps us recognize what those things are. 
Yeah, there's a lot here to unpack. And so one of the things, just the context here about being faithful with little, and that's kind of a key concept as far as uh, not to wait till we are ruling over, you know, right. kingdoms or companies or all this kind of stuff, but just with the little that God has entrusted. So I'd love to first start by asking both of y'all, what are some challenges just even with that simple truth? Because that's that's something that we've heard Jesus say. And if you've grown up in the church, you've maybe heard that before. And yet, at least in myself, I find myself always wishing that I had more or, oh, I'll get to that once I'm at this position or at this level. But but what are some things that just in your own lives keeps you from just even starting with being faithful with the little that you have? In ministry, that's been where it's been most clear. Um, personally, I, I never said one day I want to be the lead pastor of Cyprus. I uh, just fell in love with Jesus, actually realized how much Jesus loved me, and then um, started living my life differently. And it was step by step. It was that Proverbs 69, we make our plans, 16.9. Proverbs, uh, we make our plans and God establishes our steps. Mm -hmm. So it's step by step recognizing that I just need to be faithful with the little, whether that's a college ministry community group to uh, later on becoming a student ministry. And, and now uh, what's right in front of me versus getting lost in the vision of where can we be in as a church in 10 years or in 15 years? Those dreams are important to have, but First, let's concentrate and focus on what it, what has God put right in front of me. Mm -hmm. uh, another beautiful thing and picture in the Bible is, is family. So for those of us that are married and have kids, that's a big one. That That is right in front of you. That's who you need to control, who you need to rule well, um, selflessly, as, as the Bible teaches us, sacrificially. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are really important biblical principles, is rule what's right in front of you, mm -hmm. rule the little things. Uh, when you read the serenity, that part of the serenity prayer, mm -hmm. I think it makes me realize how a lot of times I want control and rule over the things I can't, and I don't take advantage of it in the things that I sh do and should. And I think that's what makes it hard to do the little things faithfully because they're less rewarding usually immediately. You know, mm -hmm. that it looks like the big things would be where the glory and the pride, you know, all the stuff that we would be filled with ourselves instead of realizing that when I don't have even something like self-control, it automatically triggers into everything else. And I also don't, when I'm doing it well, I usually don't get a pat on the back either, mm -hmm. you know? And so yeah. it's just harder to do it in the little and daily. And the same thing with the things that we do have rule over. You have to do it consistently, I think, to see any reward. That's good. That's good. How would both of y'all encourage someone that they listen to this and they're like, okay, that, that makes sense if you're a pastor or you're a CEO or someone that, you know, you can clearly see, okay, this is where your position or your power is. But maybe for someone listening, that's like, well, I'm, I'm not a leader. I'm, I'm not like, I don't have this big company, this organization, or, or maybe even just family is complicated. And so how do you just encourage someone that's like, I don't necessarily want to rule. I don't want to lead. I, I don't, you know, I've maybe tried that in the past, but it just hasn't worked out or it's gained frustration or the people I'm trying to rule are difficult. You know, where do you kind of draw that line as far as just encouraging someone to, to see what it looks like to, to do that well? So that's a good question. I'm going to throw it back to you here in just a second because you have incredible self-control. Uh, I would say start with time. That's something we all have. We all wake up and we all go to sleep. So we have a day and we have jobs. And so there are responsibilities that we have, or if you're a student, you have schoolwork and, and um, mm -hmm. commitments that, that you have. And so take an assessment as to what you actually have control over. 
And I think it works best if you first do it personally and then share it with somebody in a community group mm-hmm. um, and say, hey, by the way, I, I just did this and I'd love your feedback because yeah. then you're able to see, whoa, what Paulina, you said is very true for all of us. We are much better at wanting to rule the things we mm-hmm. don't yet have than actually ruling the little things that we do have. And I think what Jesus is teaching us here in Matthew 25 is if you do the little faithfully, then more will be Mm -hmm. given Um, versus trying to convince yourself or others that you can do those big things while at the same time neglecting the little things. Mm -hmm. But what do you think, Taylor? Yes, no, I I agree. I think it's that posture starting again, starting with just even understanding what is it that I control and what not. I think even beyond just what I can control, it's it's really the question is what is God wanting me to control or what is he, you know, because I can think that I have control over people or want to have control over people, but that's not the role that God has designed. And so instead realizing just how much um, work I have to do, how much work that I need. And so I think about something that I think, Jose, you mentioned this just last week, if not before, just this idea that we're bad at controlling ourselves. And so that's often what then leads us to try to control other things because it's like, if, if we want to just, yeah, it's easy if we just forget about me and I can just focus on critiquing or controlling someone else. But uh, when you really turn the light inside, it's like, oh yeah, I've got, I've got work and I, I can't even keep my house straight. It's like, I need all the help and I need outside help to help me with that. And so I think that just even having that posture from the beginning is helpful and then recognizing that, you know, because I, I wouldn't welcome help if it's, you know, something that I don't want help in, right? Yeah. It's like, I just, I'd, I'd rather just try to just ignore it or bury it. And so to be able to recognize, no, I, I want this help from outside people and then getting a chance to have that same posture if someone invites me in to help them in something. And so just mm-hmm. recognizing that we're all on the same page, all on the same playing field and just getting a chance to do that more humbly is mm-hmm. is helpful. So, yeah. So anything you'd add, Paulina? Um, well, I was thinking practically, I think it's just picking one thing. Once you're there in posture and heart to want to do something, I feel like it's just picking one thing and choosing to be all in with that one thing consistently. And then I would say like the next step is probably seeing what to add. But honestly, I think once we're there, God automatically adds more to that. And it's less of like, it's just continually walking into things. And I, it reminds me of a time a couple of years ago where I was just trying to figure out certain things in my life. And not that I now know, but it was just a season where that was heightened. And one of the things I felt like God showed me or asked me was, are you going to be all in with everything I have for you in this season? And I choosing to do that in the things that I was maybe discontent with or confused by, I think then just choosing to do that and to be like, okay, fine. I may not want to be here in this time in this way, but I'm here. And so I want to do it well and just doing that faithfully. Well, you know, imperfectly, but with God's help faithfully led to a lot more bigger things down the road that I don't think I could have stepped into had God not convicted me right then. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. Okay, so I want to uh, dive in just a little more on what the world says about rule because I like how last week we talked about just how we are made in the image of God, but then just even thinking about the, the messages and being cognizant of the fact that we live in the world and so we're going to be bombarded with messages from the world. And so I'd love to get both of y'all's takes on just even just the simple, it can be very practical, but the difference between the way that God wants us to rule and then maybe some of the messages that y'all are hearing from the world as far as the way in which we are to rule. 
Yeah, I think there's two. There's two that I think about specifically in the parable in Matthew 25. And then right afterwards when the king uh, is returning and he says, hey, where were you? You know, or you you need to feed the, when you fed the hungry, when you felt this, or when you were with the sick, you were blessing me. So the two things are, and I think the world says you got to have a lot and you have to be someone in order to have value. Mm. And Jesus here is teaching us, no, you have value, period. Mm. And you, you, are, you, you are reflecting God's image. And so be faithful with what you've been given, period. Uh, give to him, play your part, and then watch him increase that. Uh, prosperity gospel message is the inverse. If you're obedient, God will bless. And no, what the true biblical truth is, God blesses, mm-hmm. period. And so respond to him and, and give back and say, Lord, you are so awesome. I'm going to love this hard, difficult person that is right in front of me, not because they deserve it, but because I didn't deserve your love for me. So that's that's one thing. Love um, small and 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 rule small and then watch God grow that. And then the second is the world wants uh, or the world says, hey, if you want big things or if you want success, then network with successful people. <laughs> uh, try to uh, brown nose someone, right, that, that, that may give you something later. And Jesus is so clear at the, at the bottom in Matthew 25. And that hit me yesterday morning, right before uh, first the nine o'clock gathering. Uh, when I kept on reading, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is an, um, such an important principle for, for what we're talking about this morning. He says, whatever you've done to the least of these, you have mm-hmm. done for me. So it's so important for us to recognize those that don't have and plug in there and connect there and give there. Um, and not that that'll bring us any fame or anything like that. Matthew, I think it's six speaks to doing things in the dark. Um, so that no one's watching. So we don't do it to get fame or anything like that. But uh, making sure that we focus on the little things is so is so important to God. Mm. Um, I think believing that you are what you do is like a black hole that drains mm-hmm. all of our all the blessing and the worth that God and the love that He pours into us because it just makes like a desperation to rule and control and do so that because otherwise I'm not worthy, you know. And so yeah. I think that's really something big to wrestle through that I've. God's still showing me things that are rooted, deep-rooted like that, that then, you know, just trickles into everything else because then I just can want to go and rule and do the things that maybe God hasn't called me to do instead of like the peace that comes from just being and what you said, like being loved by God and being receiving his blessing and then turning and doing something with that out of the overflow. Yeah, that's so good. Just the fact that our accomplishments don't define our worth Mm -hmm. and our value and even those who from a worldly standpoint don't have a ton of accomplishments still have a seat at the table that's and a role it. to play. And that's I think it. that's a perfect segue just even to the analogy, Jose, you use being in Mexico and just this concept that stuck with me about the church all teaming together to just simply pour the foundation, something that normally we would just outsource, but instead they all played a part. And so I'd love to just even camp out there for a second and just talking about 
the value that each of us plays in this microcosm of the church because God designed it in a way that we don't have, you know, these greater roles than others, but it takes all of us together. And so maybe for someone that's on the sidelines that has maybe been involved in a church before, but isn't right now, or maybe someone that's like, well, I, I can't sing or I can't, you know, I don't know. So so where where would you encourage someone that's just kind of on the sidelines that maybe isn't involved or isn't using kind of their, their gifts for uh, the church? Being a small part of something big to me is way more attractive than being a big part of something small that you can individually or I could individually accomplish. And I think that's what the church is. A um, bunch of imperfect people <laughs> coming together and saying, God, we love you. We believe in you. And so we're going to give whatever we have, whether that's little, medium, or uh, big, it doesn't matter. Um, I think about uh, the tax collector or the, and the widow or the Pharisee and the widow, right? And the, the Pharisee gives all this money and boasts, and then this this widow gives just a little bit. I was just thinking about that. Huh? I was just thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, and Jesus says, man, she, she gave so much more because she gave everything that she had. It meant so much more to her. Um, her sacrifice, her, her offering was, was great of greater value because of how much it was worth to her, not to the world. So that's the picture of the body of Christ. That's what we get to do. Mm. So I'd say continue to give in the ways that God's given to you and pray about what that means. Uh, I, I really want to be careful not to label something. Um, we talked about money. I mean, Jesus specifically talked about money. So yeah, that's important, but there's actual other talents that he's given in us. Ability that we have, uh, abilities that we have to give. Um, I mentioned Joey giving his talents and his skills. Austin obviously has a great heart for service. And so in, in Mexico, both of those came together really, really well. But uh, our spiritual gifts, find find out what those are so that we can give and serve one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt convicted by what you said about that. It's better to be a part of something, to be a small part of something big instead of a big part of something small. And I think I can see how when we get want to be big, it automatically, it's, it's a detriment yeah. to the whole, you know, instead of everybody being small, knowing that we each just play a part and aren't trying to outdo Mm -hmm. uh, or compete with each other. Um, And I also was sitting in the live room during the message and looked around and was, we had a lot of people in the live room (laughs) this week. (laughs) And uh, so like helping putting on the live stream and those kinds of things. And the the group of people in that room are very different from each other in personality and careers and age in like home, you know, culture, um, but they're all literally doing a small part that then puts together a whole and it feels symbolic to the same thing, you know, that they all do that faithfully and just work as a team so that it is one fluid thing. That's so cool. We need to put a live stream feed of the live team <laughs> going to work so that we can see that every Sunday. A lot Sunday. of people in a small room. A lot of people in a small room. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, I think just one other thought I thought of was just the sense that work came and being a part of something big came before the fall. Like that is part of our yeah, human nature good. that we're designed for. And so because of sin, that's where it gets twisted. And that's where it starts to get to where we try to come up with our own big things to be a part of or make our own big things instead of being a part of God's plan. And so... I think that that's kind of a... Which connects beautifully to what we're going to talk about next week, which is on (laughs) Rely. And that's the next verse. Let me see here. 29 and 30. So we'll tackle two verses next week. Yeah. 
All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.